God here today. Amen. What a beautiful presence of the Lord. I want to say thank you, as Pastor Barbara has already mentioned, for all of the wonderful outreach and efforts yesterday in our backpack drive. Thank you for being such a vital part of God's hands and feet in our community. Amen. We're anticipating a great move of God here today. Tonight, of course, Brother Hagan will be back with us at 6 o'clock, but we're so very thrilled that he is here. Of course, he's no stranger to our church. We were blessed by his ministry some time back and his wonderful family, although he is uh, his son today. This is his second service. Is that what you said, Brother Hagan? His second service uh, without his son. His son is in uh, Urshan Bible School, and so I've been through that. I've walked that journey. We congratulate that you that your son is there, but I know your family certainly misses him, and we're so very glad to have the Hagen family with us. Amen. Been such a blessing to our church. Amen. In the past, Brother Hagen is originally out of Memphis, but now he is basing out of Brother Stan Gleason's church, and um, I, I'm going to assess a mental competency test after this because he's been evangelizing for 22 years. Anybody that's been evangelizing 22 years has to be called of God or they might need to be evaluated. One of the two. Because I love you and I know you, you're called of God, and I'm going with that, my brother. I am so very thrilled today to have such a powerful man of God and his beautiful family with us today in Fuqua Varina. Amen. Would you please give a warm welcome to evangelist Ethan Hagen today? Continue to clap your hands into the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus. He won't fail. He is a faithful God. Come on, can somebody lift up your voice? Can somebody glorify the name that's above every name? Jesus, we praise you, Lord. We glorify you, Jesus. We've seen it with our own eyes. We've seen it with our own life. You will never leave us or forsake us, and we praise you today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Can somebody shout, he won't fail? Turn to two or three people, give him a high five or a fist bump, and tell him he won't fail. Praise God. Come on, you can do better than that. Tell somebody he won't fail. Somebody testify right now. Hallelujah. If you know that God is a faithful God, can you shout amen? amen. This morning I was just flipping through my Bible, and I keep a reminder in the back of my Bible of how the Lord will not fail. I come to tell somebody here today that he is a promise-keeping God. Amen. He is able to meet your need. He is able to supply all of your needs. It does not matter what the challenge is. He won't fail you. Amen. God is not a man that he shall lie or the son of man that he should repent. Somebody just needs to trust God. Amen. If you trust the Lord, can you shout hallelujah? So good to be here once again at the Pentecostals. Amen. To feel the presence of God and to know that where Jesus is, anything can happen. I said where Jesus is. The Bible says where two or three are gathered together in his, in the midst, he is there in our midst. Amen. If we are here in one mind and one accord, I believe that miracles can happen in this place today. Praise God. I said I believe that miracles can happen in this place. Praise God. It's such a delight for my wife and I and our daughter Cherish to get a chance to be with you here once again. Amen. We appreciate your pastor. My friend, I thank the Lord for the man of God, Pastor 
Rodney Landrieu. Can you clap your hands to thank the Lord for your pastor? Praise God. As he mentioned, we have been evangelizing for 22 years. Your pastor and, and I started evangelizing at the same time. But he was smarter than me. And this church was as kind to him to allow him to settle down, the pastor. But I appreciate his faithfulness to the Lord and his beautiful family. Amen. His daughter here leading worship, son-in-law. Amen. Looking at his son, his other daughter. I just thank the Lord for the Landrew family. Can you clap your hands and thank the Lord? Praise God. Excellent job today leading us in worship. And we just are so thankful for this church, to all the wonderful leadership of this church. We give honor to you today. If you have your Bibles, I want to direct your attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 7 through 10. Amen. I know that you all have had a busy weekend. Friday, amen, with the singspiration that you had, and then on yesterday, the backpack giveaway, thank you for serving your community, and so if you allow me to here this morning, I don't want to take up much of your time, I just want to get out of the way and allow God to have his way, so you can enjoy the rest of your day, is that all right here today? I just want to allow the Lord to have his way, praise God, it's already been said to all of our guests that are here, whether you're here for the first time or repeat guests, whether you're watching online, we're just thrilled to life that you are here with us today. Amen. Just turn to my tell them, I'm so glad to see you today. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 7 through 10. If you have that in printed form or, or digital form, can you say amen? If you can see it on the screen, can you shout, I can see. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, can somebody say as it is written? I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Does anybody love the Lord here today? But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Verse number 8 is where I want to focus your attention this morning. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they only knew, but they didn't know. For the apostle Paul said, had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Is anybody thankful that you know who Jesus is today? If you're thankful that you know who he is, can you place your Bibles down, your smartphone, your tablets? Can you clap your hands once again? And can somebody give praise and glory and honor to the name of Jesus? We glorify you, Lord. We magnify you, Jesus. You are worthy to be praised today. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing already in this service. Continue to have your way. We will not fail to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Can somebody shout hallelujah? God bless you. You may be seated today. Amen. If you know who Jesus is, I will submit to you that if you know who Jesus is, then you can receive 
what Jesus gives. Turn to my action. Do you know who Jesus is? I come to tell somebody here this morning that Jesus offers salvation. He offers you forgiveness, love, and peace. He offers you his spirit to abide in you and to empower you to live for him and to be a witness for him. If you know who Jesus is, then you are truly blessed. I don't care what your bank account says. I don't care what your investments are. I don't care what your educational level is. I don't care how your body feels. I don't care what your circumstances are. If you know who Jesus is, uh, you are truly blessed. Is anybody blessed here today? Does anybody know who Jesus is? Does anybody recognize uh, that you are blessed here this morning? Can you thank the Lord? Jesus appeared to his disciples after his resurrection. But one of them was absent. So those who saw the resurrected Christ told him they had saw the Lord. Thomas said to them, unless I see the nail prints in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. About a week later, Jesus showed up in their midst. This time, Thomas was with them. Jesus said to Thomas, put your finger here. And look at my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Don't be faithless, but believe. Mm -hmm. When Thomas saw the Lord, the resurrected Christ, he responded to him. And he said, my Lord and my God. This one God, Jewish believer, looked at Jesus and saw that he was more than just a man. He looked at the resurrected Christ and he said, you're not just my master, but you are my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, you have believed, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. So I lift up my voice to tell somebody here this morning that you are truly blessed if you know who Jesus is. Does anybody know that Jesus is more than just a man, that he is more than just some teacher, that he is more than just some rabbi, that he is more than just some political revolutionary, he is more than just a prophet. But does anybody know that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is the one true God manifested in flesh. Is he your Lord? Is he your God? If he is, can somebody stand to your feet? Can you put your hands together and can you give glory and praise into his wonderful name? (laughs) Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Turn somebody and tell him, I know who Jesus is. Amen. You're blessed if you know who Jesus is. Through the power of his resurrection, And the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed into his image. You are blessed if you have been born again of the water and of the spirit. If you have been baptized in Jesus' name. If you have been filled with the power of his spirit, you are blessed. We celebrate with those, uh, amen, that have a certificate in their hand uh, who have been baptized in Jesus' name, who have been filled uh, with the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. I rejoice uh, that God is filling adults and young people, amen, and children with the Holy Ghost because, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it doesn't matter what your age is. If you are able to believe, uh, amen, you can receive what God has uh, for you. 
And if you've been baptized in that only saving name, if you have been filled with the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit, you are blessed beyond measure. Money cannot buy what you have. There is nothing that is possessed here on earth that can compare to this wonderful salvation. If you have been born again of the water and of the Spirit, if you went down in Jesus' name, if you came up, amen, talking in tongues, I come to tell somebody that you are truly blessed. Can you clap your hands uh, if you've been baptized in that name, uh, if you've been filled with the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost? Amen. Turn to mind, tell them you are blessed. You are blessed if you have been baptized into his body, the body of Christ, which is uh, the church. Uh, if you are part of the church, then you are part of the greatest entity that is upon the face of the earth. It does not matter what happens in our country. It does not matter what happens in our world. The church uh, operates on a different economy. Amen. If you are a part of the people of God, if you are part of the church, then you are blessed. And the way that you become a part of the church is by more than just shaking the preacher's hand, even though that's a good man of God right there. You want to shake his hand. You want to shake, amen, one of these ministers, one of these pastoral staff at the church, uh, amen. But it's more than just shaking the preacher's right. hand. It's more than just signing a card or, 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 or scanning a QR code and, code and feeling something out on the Internet. It's more, amen, than just saying a sinner's prayer. But the way that you become a part of the church uh, is that you've got to be born into it, uh, right. amen. I'm not talking about, amen, earthly pedigree, but you've got to be born again. You've got to be baptized into the body of Christ. But if you have, can I say one more time, amen, if you know who Jesus really is, then you are blessed. Can somebody shout bless? You are blessed if you know who he is. But if you don't know him, you will be fooled by something far less and miss out on God's best. I said if you don't know who Jesus is, you will miss out on what God has for you. As Pastor Landry mentioned, I was raised in Memphis. Not only was I raised in Memphis, but I grew up around Graceland. Are there any Elvis fans in the house here today? There's a still a few. There are still a few left. Now, uh, even though I was born in Memphis, or, or not born in Memphis, but raised in Memphis, and even though I grew up around um, Graceland, uh, doesn't mean that I'm necessarily an Elvis fan. But I do love Elvis in my own special way. And, uh, you know, he represents very well. If you go to Memphis, you're going to see Elvis billboards everywhere. He's still the king in many people's minds. i never forget my wife and I were flying out years ago to California. And uh, when we got ready to board our flight, I thought, well, there's Elvis. He's still alive. And I looked around and said, there's Elvis right there. I looked all around and was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Elvis has multi. He's been cloned. I shook one guy's hand. I said, man, I'm all shook up getting a chance to meet you. <laughs> he said, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> he got to talking to me. I found out he was from Russia. I said, there's a Slavic Elvis. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, if you are an avid Elvis fan, then you might have heard about the time that Elvis attended an Elvis impersonation karaoke contest. They say that he came camouflaged, unannounced. He sat in the back and he listened to different ones impersonate him. And then he decided to get up to sing himself. But the people didn't realize that it was Elvis when the time came to vote on the best impersonator. 
They voted for an imposter instead of the king of rock and roll. They missed out on meeting the real Elvis. The Bible tells us that when Jesus returned to his hometown that most of the people missed out. They said, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother, Mary, his brothers and sisters, are they not with us? They failed to recognize who Jesus really was. And as a result, the Bible says that Jesus could there do no mighty work, say that he laid his hand upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Can I tell somebody here today, those who fail to recognize who Jesus truly is, miss out on what God has for them. If you fail to recognize who he really is, you will miss out on what God has for you. But the opposite is true for those who recognize him and are receptive to him. John said it like this, he came unto his own and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. There are those who failed to recognize when he came to his hometown of Nazareth. They did not realize who he truly was. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But to as many, amen, that have received him, to those who believe in his name, to those who have been born again. He has given the power to become the sons and daughters of God. I wonder is there anybody in this house this morning that believes in his name? If you believe in his name can somebody call on that great name and can somebody give him praise right now? Come on somebody begin to call on the name of Jesus. Somebody begin to magnify the name that's above every name right now. Hallelujah Jesus. Can somebody shout hallelujah Jesus. Here in the passage of scripture that we read, the apostle Paul wrote that none of the princes of the world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The rulers and religious leaders during Jesus' time here on earth failed to recognize who he really was. So they had him crucified. Paul said if they only knew, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. If Caiaphas, the high priest, had enough spiritual perception to know that Jesus of Nazareth was indeed the Christ, the Son of God, he would not have sent him to Pilate to be crucified. If Pilate, the Roman governor, had been humble enough to ask Jesus who is truth instead of what is truth, right. and if he would have stayed around long enough to hear Jesus tell him, I am the truth. He would not have sentenced him to be crucified. The soldiers would not have brutally beaten him and mocked him and nailed him to that tree, but they didn't know who he really was. They didn't know that Jesus was more than just some earthly king, some emperor. They didn't know that Jesus was, in fact, the Lord of glory, so they crucified him. But from Calvary's cross, Jesus prayed for them and for all of us who are like them when he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I wonder if there's anybody here today thankful that Jesus prayed for forgiveness for our ignorance and our unbelief. 
Although we did not physically nail him to the cross, although we did not physically nail him to that tree, our sins put Jesus on the cross. My sin put Jesus on the cross, but it was for our sins that he was crucified. It was for our sins that he came and died and came alive again so that the mistakes that we've made out of ignorance and unbelief can be forgiven and we can experience redemption. Is anybody thankful that Jesus died on the cross for you? I know I'm not preaching a message to get somebody to run in the shower in the house, but can I tell somebody that if it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? If it had not been for the cross, to the world is foolishness. But the preaching of the cross is to those who are saved. The power of Almighty God. Is anybody thankful that Jesus, amen, was brutally beaten in Pilate's hole? Is anybody thankful, amen, that he took stripes upon his back for your healing? Is anybody thankful that they put a crown of thorns on his head so that you don't have to live in condemnation? Is anybody thankful that he was nailed to the cross so that church sins and my sins can be forgiven. Is anybody thankful that Jesus Christ is alive again? I wonder, can somebody once again, can you stand to your feet? Can you put your hands together and can you glorify the wonderful name of Jesus right now? Paul said the wisest of the wise, the most intellectual, those who've got the most degree, they don't understand why Jesus did what he did. But when you experience his love, when you experience his grace, when you experience his mercy, when he brings you out of the miry clay and sets your feet upon the rock to stay, when he removes your past, when he removes the guilt and the shame, I come to tell somebody then you understand what the most intellectual don't understand, that God himself left from glory he stepped down he took upon himself flesh and in his humanity the son of God went to the cross and died and came alive again somebody ought to celebrate somebody ought to praise God it's the message of the cross that saves. It's not our nice facility. It's not our ability. It's not our good singing. It's not our oratory. Amen. It's not how good you look. But can I tell somebody what's going to change somebody's life? It's the power of the cross. I said it's the power of the cross. Does anybody believe that today? Can you clap your hands as a testimony to somebody else? If God has done anything for you, if the Lord has forgiven you, can somebody lift up your voice as a testimony? Can I tell somebody here today that there are so many people who just don't know who Jesus is. They don't have a clue even in America, even here in the Bible Belt, even here in North Carolina. There are people who pass church after church, but yet they don't know who Jesus is. That's why they're battling suicide. That's why they're ODing. That's why they're in all kind of illicit relationships. Ladies and gentlemen, we need the Lord to do a work in our community. We need the Lord to do a work in our city. We need the Lord to do a work in our country, and it's only through the power of the cross uh, that lives can be changed. If you believe that, can somebody once again lift up your voice, uh, and can somebody shout praise into his name right now? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm thankful that Jesus died for my sins. For the sins that I committed out of ignorance and the sins that I knowingly committed, even though I've been raised in this, 
was baptized in Jesus' name and came out of the water speaking in tongues at the age of four and a half, wow. April the 10th, 1983. Mm. I've had the Holy Ghost for 40 years, ladies and gentlemen. But I come to tell somebody in this place uh, that there have been many times uh, I've sinned in, in unbelief. Uh, but I'm thankful for the cross. I'm thankful for an altar. I'm thankful for a place where I could come and say, God, forgive me. There are people that are living a life of sin. They don't even know what they're doing. And there are those who do know what they're doing, but yet they're doing it out of hurt and unbelief. But I'm so thankful that Jesus said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. If they only knew the damage that they're doing in their lives, they would not be doing it. So he said, Father, forgive them so that we can be forgiven, so that you and I can be forgiven. Turn somebody, said, turn, turn somebody and tell them so that we can be forgiven. Can be free. Thank God. That's why the apostle Paul wrote to his young protege, Timothy. He said, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an arrogant man. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord Jesus was exceedingly abundantly with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Amen. He wanted his young protege, Timothy, to understand Timothy in the ministry. You're going to see all kind, amen, of failures of humanity. But understand something. The one that is called the apostle to the Gentiles uh, was at one time a persecutor. I was at one time a blasphemer. I thought I was doing the will of God, but I was an arrogant man coming uh, against the people of God. But it's not because of who I am, uh, but it's because of who he is. Uh, because he is faithful, he qualified me. Uh, he put me into the ministry. I experienced the mercy and the grace uh, and the love of God. And understand this, Timothy, that God can save anybody because if God can save me the chiefest of sinners uh, then there is nobody that God cannot save I'm the worst uh, of the worst uh, I'm the lowest of the low uh, but if God can save me he can save anybody if the apostle Paul was here, I would say, Paul, I don't think that you're the worst of the worst, uh, but you're looking at somebody that's standing before the people of God. Uh, I am the chiefest of sinners, uh, but if God can save this preacher, I come to tell somebody that God can save you. Well, hold on, Brother Hagan, you just told me that you were raised in church. Yeah, I know better. Amen. But there are people who don't know any better, but I come to tell somebody that if God's blood, uh, if the blood of Jesus Christ uh, can cleanse me of my sin, uh, if he can forgive me of my past, then I believe that God can forgive anybody. I believe that God can save it. Do I have anybody in this place that you're not judgmental, you're not self-righteous, but you've been forgiven, you've experienced the grace and mercy of God? Can I get somebody to lift up your voice and lift up your hands and make a declaration that God can save? Hallelujah. The Lord is able to save. Can somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Can I tell somebody here today, I'm not, I'm not preaching to the choir necessarily here this morning, but I come and tell somebody who might be a guest, who might be here for the first time, or the second time, or the third time, maybe you're watching online. I come to let somebody know who's come back to God 
and you're battling condemnation, the devil is telling you that you can never be forgiven because of your past. Can I let you know that it does not matter what your past is. It does not matter what state, mistakes you've made in your past. If you believe that Jesus Christ came and died and came alive again, you can be forgiven. You can be restored by his love and his grace. You can be empowered by his spirit. You can be filled with his spirit today. Can somebody say today? You can receive all that God has for you. When you know who Jesus is and what he did on the cross to save you, you can receive all that he wants you to receive. Is there anybody here that wants to receive all that God wants you to receive? Can you lift up your hands and say, Lord, I want more. Come on, somebody lift up your voice and say, Lord, I want more. Thank you for it, God. Again, the apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Can I tell you today that when you are determined to know who Jesus really is and to know him crucified, then you can receive and experience what I has not seen or ear has heard. I said, when you are determined, not just to come to another Sunday morning service, dressed in your Sunday's best, not just to sing another song and hear another cute little sermon, but when you are determined to know who Jesus really is and to know him crucified, then you can experience what I has not seen or ear has heard. Some people don't have a clue who Jesus is. But if they only knew, they wouldn't take his name in vain. If they only knew, they wouldn't blaspheme. If they only knew, they would not reject him. If they only knew. But Satan has blinded the hearts and the minds to the reality of who Jesus is. But that's where the church comes in. That's where we can use our testimony like the choir sung about. Uh, amen. We who have received a revelation uh, of who Jesus really is by his grace and mercy through the word of God and by his spirit can enlighten those uh, who are in the dark. Can I tell the Pentecostals of Fuquay Verena of Willow Spring, amen, that God has chosen you to be a light to those who are in the dark about who Jesus is. Amen. But when you realize who you are, when you realize, amen, that you are blessed, uh, when you realize that of the 8 billion people upon the face of the earth, uh, that God has given you an understanding uh, of who he is, that you have a revelation uh, of who Jesus is, and you can, amen, experience, uh, and you can be a witness like the apostle Paul said when he said, uh, I has not seen uh, nor ear heard, uh, neither has it entered the heart of man, uh, the things which God has prepared for those uh, who love him but God uh, has revealed them to us by his spirit uh, for the spirit searches all things yea uh, the deep things of God in Romans chapter 8 uh, amen verses 16 through 18 Paul wrote that the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God and if children then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ uh, if so be that we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Can I remind somebody here this morning that when you receive, uh, amen, the wonderful gift of God's Holy Spirit, uh, you receive a witness to the reality that what God has in store for his people cannot be compared to anything here on earth. 
I said, what God has prepared for those who love him, what God has prepared for those who have put their faith and trust in him, what God has prepared for those who have been born again of the water and of the spirit cannot be compared to anything here on earth. Can I remind somebody that this world is not our home, but we're just a passing through. Our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Can I remind somebody, amen, that heaven is better than this, that Jesus has already gone to prepare a place for us. I said Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. He said in my Father's house are many mansions. The other day, Brother Landrew, I got to looking at some mansions in the Wall Street Journal, amen, in their Friday edition. I looked at a beautiful place in Italy. My wife, she loves all things Italy. I think she's Italian, amen, and she just, but she said, say that picture for me, amen. And I got to looking at that picture. I was like, wow, wow, wow. Then I opened up, amen, that, that newspaper. I began looking through, amen, some other mansions. I thought, wow, wow, wow. I looked at some places here in North Carolina in the Tar Heel State, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm called to North Carolina. Yeah, Lord. But ladies and gentlemen, Jesus said in my father's house are many mansions. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, in the Greek, that word mansion is rooms. It's just a room over there. What we consider a mansion is just a room. Can I tell somebody, amen, it's not just over there. But if you can get into the spirit, if somebody can get in the Holy Ghost, Amen. You can realize that there are places that we have not explored. There are other rooms to step into. You know, the problem sometimes in Pentecost is that after we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, we say, that's enough. I stepped into a heavenly place. I'm good. But I come to tell somebody, if you just keep on living for God, if you will just worship God in spite of what you're going through, I feel the Holy Ghost not right now. Can I tell somebody, it's not just at a North American Youth Congress, but right here, amen, in the Tar Heel State, you can go beyond the normal. You can go beyond the natural. You can step into the presence of God. And in my Father's house, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. And I his right hand. And there are pleasures forevermore. There are many rooms that are like mansions uh, for, for you to explore if you can just get into the spirit. Uh, the Bible says that the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things uh, of God. Can I tell somebody that God has more? Amen. I said God has more. Can you stand with me all over this house? I waited till you sat back down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's one of the reasons why when you receive the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit, you begin to speak in another language as the Spirit of God gives you the ability. You begin to speak in tongues because what God has in store for us goes beyond our own human ability to describe. It goes beyond our own vocabulary. That's why when the Spirit of God first comes on the inside of you, it causes you to speak out. In other words, it calls you to speak by the Spirit. Amen. You can't describe it by your own, amen, finite mind, but the Spirit of God searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. The Apostle John wrote in 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knows us not, because it knew him not. Behold, now are we the sons of God, 
and it does not yet appear where we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And everyone that has this hope in him purifies themselves, even as he is pure. Ladies and gentlemen, can I say it one more time? The world doesn't have a clue. If they only knew, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I come to say to somebody here today, if you have a clue, if you know who Jesus is, get your eyes off of this world and refocus them on Jesus. Purify yourself. Don't become cluttered. Don't become weighed down by the things of this world. But keep your focus on Jesus because this world doesn't know. But when you've been baptized in his name, when you've been filled with his spirit, God gives you a glimpse. He allows you to taste of that heavenly gift and experience that world to come. He allows you to realize that there is more than just what meets the eye. So I say to somebody here song? today that if you have that hope in you, okay. then purify yourself. Allow his presence to cleanse you. Allow him to remove anything that tries to attach to you, that tries to keep you from experiencing what all God has for you. Allow yourself to become liberated by the power of the Holy Ghost. If you are here today and you don't know who Jesus is through the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, you can today. If you have not yet been water baptized in the wonderful name, the only saving name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, you can be baptized in the name of Jesus today. You can have your sins washed away today. If you are here this morning, you've not yet received the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit, evidenced by speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. You can receive the wonderful power of the Holy Ghost today. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. If you are a believer, and if you want more than what I have seen, if you want to experience more than just what you heard, you can receive the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit today. If you've been away from God, you've made mistakes, you've messed up, I come to tell you that the reason why you're here is because of the goodness and the mercy and the grace of God. Amen. You're not looking at somebody who's self-righteous, who's a, who's, who's a religious hypocrite. No, I, no, I'm not one of those. I believe that the Lord can forgive you no matter what you've done. So if you are here and you've been away from God and the enemy's telling that you can't be forgiven, I want you to know that the devil is a liar. You can experience what you did back in the day when you were first baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. You don't have to be rebaptized all over again, but if you come to an altar, the same blood that cleansed you will begin to purify you once again. Amen. He removed that guilt, that condemnation, that shame. The same Spirit of God that came on the inside of you the first time and caused you to speak in tongues. We renew you and refill you and cause you to begin to realize that God has more for you. So I come to tell somebody, if you don't know who Jesus is and the power for salvation, you can today. You can be purified today. 
all over this house. Can you lift up your hands? Can you lift up your voice? If you want to know Jesus, if you want to know him in a greater way, if you want to be conformed to his image, if you want to draw closer to him, if you want all, what all God has for you, can you lift up your voice? Come on, somebody begin to call on his name. Hallelujah, Jesus. We magnify you, Lord. We glorify you, Jesus. There is nobody else like you, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Somebody forget about everything else. Somebody forget about amen, the person beside you. Come on, somebody just focus on Jesus right now. Somebody just focus on Jesus. Somebody speak that name right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, there is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Come on, hallelujah. If you know who he is, speak Jesus right now. If you want to know who he is, just call on his name right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. We glorify you, Lord. Let there be a spirit of revelation. Let there be illumination. May somebody receive understanding. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, bring somebody out of the dark into your marvelous light. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, if you want to experience more of God, that's it. That's it. Hallelujah. If you're here today, you've never received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Right now is your moment. Come on, today is your day. Somebody believes in that name. You can receive power. You can receive power right now. Let it happen, Jesus. Let it happen, Jesus. Let there be light, Jesus. Come on, that's it, somebody. I don't care what chains are holding you back. I don't care what addiction. I don't care what your past. I don't care what sins you committed. The name of Jesus. So how can 